Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Flames Nation Radio, episode 48, at least according to my very incomplete numbers system, because I don't, for some reason, count the many, many emergency podcasts we've done this week. Uh... Or this year, rather. I'm Ryan. He's Shane. We're joined by Adi. Hi, Adi. Hello. And uh, friends, by the time you listen to this, it is September. We will be two weeks away from the beginning of Flames Prospect Camp, three weeks away from the beginning of Flames Main Camp, and a little bit under five weeks away from the beginning of the regular season. So uh, I hope you enjoyed your summer, you suckers, because it's over now. And... The Flames have had a busy some busy offseason. Uh, a, a, we might as well dive into very quick news before we dive into our quick news rundown. Uh, Flame Station Radio is delivered to you by DoorDash and also presented to you by our wonderful friends at Montana's and by the lovely people at Eau Claire Distillery, the makers of Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. And hopefully during this very eventful summer, you've had a chance to enjoy a beverage of your choosing, uh, ideally close to a body of water or a patio uh, because it's nice out now. I think uh, as we're recording this, it's a friggin' 30 degree day and it's wonderful. Uh, it's better than the alternative. And unfortunately, it's going to snow eventually. So let's just enjoy these days while we have them. Uh, a little bit of mi- some minor news for the Flames. Uh, well, minor to other people, major to us because every bit of news is major to us. Uh, let's see. Off the top of my head, one, the Calgary Wranglers signed three players. Uh, all of them are forwards. Matt Mars knew. Uh, Calder Brooks and Lucas Folk. Lucas Folk is a Flames actual prospect, a fourth round pick back in the 2019 draft. He's uh, he's sort of been the Ilya Nikolaev of the 19 class where he sort of he's sort of bounced around a bit. He hasn't really found a home in Swedish hockey. He spent most of last season uh, in hockey a tan. And if you're asking yourself, what the hell is hockey a tan? It's the third rung in the Swedish hockey ladder. Typically not a lot of prospects come out of there uh, to go on to do anything of note in North American pro hockey. But evidently the flames, you know, the flames drafted uh, folk because they liked him and they have a year left before his rights lapse. And they might, I think the, I think the logic is eh, bring him over here, bring him to bring him to the Wranglers. Maybe he bounces between the Wranglers and the, the, the East coast team, uh, the rapid city rush just down the, you know, eight hours down the road. But you know, if you're going to give up on a player, you want to, you know, know you did the best you could with them. And alternately, if you're, if you're thinking, Oh, I want to give him an NHL contract, you probably want to know what you have in him. So folk is going to be applying his trade in Calgary or rapid city. He's on a two-way minor league contract. Uh, Marcinu, uh, 
was in Sweden. He is a Calgary kid who sort of bounced around a bit. Uh, he spent last year in uh, hockey, hockey Allsvenskan, uh, and uh, that's and the Liga in Finland. He sort of split the the year there. He's bounced around a ton. He's when he's been in North America, he's been a real good ECHL body, occasional NHL fill, or AHL fill in. Uh, so is Calder Brooks. Calder Brooks was a, a formerly from the Calgary Hitmen back in his younger days. So at the very least, they're signing guys for the minor for the minor league depth who've played in the area, know the area. Uh, it's going to be a, a super young group. Uh, lots of guys in their first or second, some even third year of pro. A lot of guys who are too young to even rent a car. So the nice thing is. They, uh, they brought in some adults to just be around the team and, you know, we'll see how they do it. Uh, they've officially announced the affiliation with the Rapid City Rush of the ECHL, uh, the worst kept secret in minor pro. Uh, there are only a certain number of ECHL teams and everyone sort of did a shuffle. Uh, it is the closest ge ge geographic team uh, in the coast to, the, to Calgary. So after years and years and years of having the NHL, AHL, and ECHL team all kind of all over the place. Now it's a little bit more cohesive. So hopefully that'll be, uh, you know, leading to some success or at the very least, just if you're a, you know, minor league fan, you know, in rapid city or wherever, and you want to see more flames prospects uh, if, because the, the city's not so damn far away that you have to take a plane, a train and another automobile, and then a bus again, uh, it's, it's closer to get to so the flames can be more hands-on with development. And so maybe you'll see some, uh, some players other than Danil Chechilev in the ECHL this year that you've actually heard of. Uh, beyond that, the Flames uh, and the Wranglers announced two coaching announcements. Uh, Mackenzie Skapsky, formerly of the New York Rangers organization, and most recently, uh, you know, coaching in Portland, and I believe somewhere in the BCHL, his name escapes me. Uh, he's coming, he's joining the, the Flames minor league affiliate in, in uh, Calgary as their goalie coach. He replaces... Thomas Spear, who got signed on by the, uh, the San Jose Sharks as their goalie coach. Uh, Cole Schultz left the organization as a video coach, and he's been replaced by Daniel Johnston, uh, another former dub guy who uh, was with Brandon the last couple of seasons as an assistant coach and a video coach. So uh, if, you're, if you're wondering what the Wranglers' identity is, every single coach in the team, except for Joe Sorella, is uh, a WHL alumnus, both on the player and coach side. Every you know, four out of five guys behind the bench in, uh, for the Wranglers will be WHL player, WHL coach alumni, and Joe Sorella is an OHL guy, but he also played a bunch in the NHL. And so if you're going to, if you're going to begrudge somebody for not having WHL experience, you hope they have NHL experience. So Joe, you're the exception that proves the rule apparently. Uh, and beyond that, uh, we learned from Sean Monahan's appearance on the Habs uh, Twitter account that apparently according to Sean Monahan, Chris Butler, he thinks, was the guy behind boring Sean Monahan, the infamous Twitter account. Uh, guys, that's what everyone came for. I think there's. <laughs> I I was told there's there was more than one player who had the login, and a, two or three guys contributed to it. And I think the the composition changed. So if you told me that Butler came up with it, I'd go, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but you know, I would suspect that other guys uh, on that team, preferably sort of, you know, generally speaking. The, you know, the guys with a bit more time in their hands, your, your seventh defenseman, your 13th, 14th forward, those guys, those would be the guys I would expect to be cracking wise on the 19 year old kid. Not, uh, not too many of the regular players because they busy doing NHL stuff. Uh, but yeah, Chris Butler apparently was born Shaman hand, or at least one of many of the boys Shaman hand. So that's, uh, that's our super quick news roundup. Uh, for those of you curious, 
Penticton is two weeks from this weekend. Uh, it will be in Penticton, the Young Stars Classic. My understanding is some tickets are still available, so go to the South Okanagan Events Center's website uh, and worst case call them there might be some cancellations uh it's a great tournament it's always fun to go to you can golf you can go have some wine and you can watch some some pretty decent hockey considering it's september i'll just say this uh it's gonna be sloppy and i'm not and that's not a commentary on anyone you know anyone's golfing or drinking it's these guys haven't they're, they're not doing a lot of practicing beforehand there's i think at most one day of on ice and they get on a plane fly to Kelowna, and then go and play some games so these are these are some green kids and some minor pro guys looking to, to get tryouts and you know find some find a job somewhere so don't expect it to be bad level or quality right out the gate it's going to be kind of sloppy hockey but would you rather have no hockey or sloppy hockey that's what I thought. So, awesome. yeah. Uh, and as a word of warning, uh, don't expect to see collegiate players or Europeans. So, Topi Roney won't be there. William Stromgren won't be there. They're both starting play Matt in Coronado the Champions League. Yeah, no Coronado, no Boltman, no uh, Sergeyev, no Kumatsis, Demetrius Kumatsis. He's still playing. He's uh, he's an assistant captain, alternate captain, a fifth year senior at the uh, a redshirt senior at at Arizona State University. Home of Mike Gould's favorite team, the Arizona Coyotes. Everyone <laughs> loves the Coyotes. They're just the Coyotes are the animal house of hockey, and I love it so much. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but before we before we dive into, well, we might as well dive into the meat of these things. So, friends, we're doing an exercise this week on the pod. Yes. And here is what it is: we're building the flames. So, uh, with a few caveats, and the gentleman as we go through, we'll we'll sort of flag the the caveats. We're going through uh, the you know, basically fill out the roster based on what we know and what we think we know right now. So I'll start off with goaltending. I'll sort of be the, the ringmaster. Uh, the goaltending I imagine won't be terribly difficult. Uh, I have Jacob Markstrom as the starting goaltender. He was second in the Vesna voting last year. He was the second team all-star. He was very, very good. My backup is Dan Vladar because I don't know, he's, he's inexpensive. He's quite good. And if you're gonna, if you if you want to have a backup goalie that Daryl Sutter could trust, I think the cho- if your choice is between Vladar or Dustin Wolf, you got to go with the guy that Sutter's a little bit more familiar with. I think Dustin Wolf will be in the NHL soon. I don't think soon is this year, and by that I mean I don't think soon is you know in three weeks. I think I think Wolf will marinate a bit longer in in the, the AHL. But man. I, I don't think there's a huge gap at this point between Wolf and Vladar. Long I think it's going to be a gone. Long gone are the days of the cycling netminder. The Kari Ramo, Jonas Hiller, Yoni Orio, Dan Taylor. I could go on. Rito Barra. Yeah. Hey, they got a second round pick for Rito Barra. Chad, and Chad would turn into uh, Killington. Chad, I think. I think the Red Obera pick turned into Oliver Shillington. So it I did not. Uh, no, it was no. If you the read rate, my tra- if you read my trade tree article. You would know that it was the uh, Curtis Glenn Cross second yeah, and the Flames' own second that turned into uh, Oliver right. Shillington. Didn't they use that? Uh, was the now I'm now I can't now I can't remember this. The Rato Barra pick wasn't that Hunter Smith? I thought it was. It was a second round pick. That's all I know it was. Now I have to look. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> anyways, the goaltending solid. I'm not going to disagree with you, Pike. It's Markstrom. It's Vladar. It's Wolf. 
Wolf can have another year to try and win an AHL championship without running into the wagon that was the Chicago Wolves. They're not Eesh. going to be the wagon of the Chicago Wolves anymore. They'll still be good, but they're not not same level. They lost their top scorer, Josh Lebo, left. Um, many Flames fans would be familiar with him. Shaboy Lebo. Or, or, or not. But, I, yeah, the goaltending's fine. And the best part is if there's an injury, they have the guy – they have a great – option to call up and yeah, just down the just down the hallway yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the best part <laughs> literally they just literally will be right there yeah if they need a spot start if someone's not feeling well you can just call them up in a homestand like you know they, they could find a way to get wolf the game in too no matter when because especially at home fans would love it but no markstrom's the guy and markstrom's gonna be the guy so yeah there's no you, there's you're no not paying him six million to <laughs> not be <laughs> And okay. at this point too, you probably you probably want Dustin Wolf playing, you know, more AHL level games anyway. You want him playing more frequently than uh, you know than Vladar inevitably will this year. Um, so it just makes I don't know makes too much sense. Do, do you guys think we see more of Vladar this season than last season? Depends. It, 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 Sutter knows two things about goalies: big saves and bad goals. If you're not making big saves and letting in bad goals, you're not going to see much ice. And that's, that's his historic train. Like you've looked at Kippersoff's and Jonathan Quick's total games in a season. It doesn't matter that he has a quality backup. It's, it's ride your starter. Ride your starter. So um, he finds days in the year to give him rest, you know, long stretches where he can get five or six days off and, and maybe you only have Ladar play one game, but uh, you know, and, and, and back to backs, he's not, dead set on using the backup in one half if if the if the starter gets a light load like 18 to 25 shots first night we'll ask the guy you good to go you want to go again like you're warmed up already go play the second half of the back-to-back so we, we saw that it's not often like there was they did use vladar like frequently but there were some games where marky went back to back last year so vladar did too vladar went back to back vladar uh, only on did that because that was after- everyone was sick yeah, that was that was coming out of I believe what, yeah. I believe it was at it was post COVID, but it was in that it was on that one road trip that where weird he was kind of banged up. The Florida teams in Carolina, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was the only reason he did. Markstrom was still a little banged up, so they let him rest. So, all righty, let's go to a more controversial place, and I'll start off blue line. So let's go pairing by pairing. Uh, my top pairing, and by top I mean this will be the guys I give uh, you know first over the boards chances to. I'm going Mackenzie Weger and Chris Tanev. No, Hannafin okay. Anderson. I, I have Hannafin Anderson as well. Hannafin Anderson. Anderson was their guy last year. He played the most minutes of any D-man. I, I don't foresee that changing. He did not do a bad job. He killed it, and then he's only, in theory, at 25, should be getting better. So, I'm I'm using the Aginla protocol, though. Your best defenseman is your first pairing. Much like whatever, whatever line mm-hmm. your best forward's on is your top line. Yeah. Um, I, I like Weger. I have, I'm really high on Anderson. I really am. I think he's a play driver. I think he gets things done. Hannafin's really smart offensively. And, and, uh, you know, the coach is unfamiliar with Weger at this point. So when you want to send someone out and you know what you want to get, you're going to send out the guy that you've had the entire year and a half so far already in my, in my personal opinion. So that's why Anderson is still my top pair. I wouldn't be surprised to see, your uh you know your top pairing there pike later on maybe like when if it's if it's earned or warranted like if the coach kind of earns that uh you know kind of like what shane said earned that uh i'll, he, he I'll, knows I'll he, say this daryl loves chris Tanev. granted 
nothing about Chris Tanev's game has warranted him not being loved by the no, coaches. and that's and and that and honestly, that's that's a lot of my logic behind it's the team's best, most consistent defenseman in all zones, along with the shiny new toy. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't think there's a wrong answer for either pairing. No, it's a solid, like they have four top four defensemen. This is how they use them. It's, it's a good problem to have. It's yeah. not like they have a, it's not like they have a surefire number one yet until I see Uyghur playing surefire number one minutes. I'm not going to call him their surefire number one because we, you never we, know. We might as well dive into my second pairing is Hannafin Anderson. Uh, I much like you guys, I think you could basically, you know, much like they did last season with Shillington, I think you can sort of swap these two pairs depending on role. Uh, they did this last season where depending on the matchup, if it was a physical matchup, they tended to really get uh, get Anthony Anderson out against them just that, that way they could use uh, Shillington's speed a bit more. But yeah, I, I think, and I imagine I'll probably hear an inverse of the of my top pairing as your guys' second pairing. Dottie? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have Uyghur Tanev. Um for no other reason than I had Hannafin Anderson first and they are definitely not going to be my third pairing on this list. So, um, yeah, there's, you know, pretty much everything you just said, uh, backs up my point. Mine's different. Oh, mine's Shillington Uyghur. Um, I, I really think the right left balance is something they like. Um, uh, the oldest guy on the blue line is Tanev. I love Tanev. I'm not saying Tanev's not going to kill the two entire two minutes of penalties. Like he's still going to, and if they need him, they'll mix and match in, in spot starts. Sutter's always done that. So, but on a regular shift to start the game, I want, like you said, Pike Uyghur's fantastic and Chillington's got that speed. And I like that. I feel like that could be a more offensive pairing that could push defenders back into their own zone. Uyghur's great at transition and that's uh, having a skater like Shillington there is only going to help him. My, my eyes, I, I, it's different. I know. Um, but I, I, the right left balance is the reason for it. And uh, it frees up Tanev to maybe not have to get beat the crap out of so much. Now, if I have a one goal lead, I don't care about your lines. Tanev's rolling over the boards every second shift, but start the game, uh, Uyghur Shillington. Okay. Sub question for that. For Uyghur Shillington, are you burying him in the D zone or you give them ozone time? Like how, how are you seeing them used? Cause I would, I would say like, if the, if the idea is, man, you got a, a Uyghur, so you no longer have to have poor, poor uh, Chris Tanev getting the crap beaten out of him in the D zone. Does that mean you start your, your hypothetical Tanev pairing heavy ozone? Or like, how, how do you see those three pairs working? I think it, you can not worry about Zadarov's transitional ability as much if you have ta- uh, Tanev with him in his own zone. Because that's the one part about Zad's game that he struggles the most at is his ability to actually stretch the puck out. And he, he was improving on it as the year went on last year. He was getting more mobile and, and, and getting better at actually breaking the puck out. But he also was doing that with good Branson. If he had Tanev there, Tanev's puck retrieval, like his own puck retrievals is like top level in the entire league, like right up there with the best of the best defensemen at getting the puck and actually getting possession of it in his own zone off dump-ins. And yeah, he can just get the puck out quick. Um, Uyghur's the same way. And so you have Uyghur and Tanev. I don't want them on the same pair. I want them separated. I want that talent on the ice no matter when. So that's why I'm splitting them up. Um, and it, and it, I, sort of, it sort of goes into the, for lack of a better term, the Colorado avalanching of the Calgary Flames where, you know, uh, we, heard, we heard, you know, from a lot of Oilers players post that series that the, the you know, the, the avalanche just sort of threw pace and speed and, and you know, tenacity at them and just wore the hell out of them down over that series. 
Whereas, you know, the Flames had a distinct top four and then sort of for that, that's sort of your idea behind, you know, you, 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 well, not, you don't want to have anything be particularly top heavy. No, not crazy. Like Tanev, especially if you think of the playoffs, like Tanev couldn't move. And he was still like statistically at the end of it, the end of the first game back, he was their best defenseman. He still had the best possession and chance numbers on the team with a torn labrum. So like, like he's fantastic. Uh, you know, especially to start the year, I'd like to limit his minutes a little bit. I know he may not want to, but you know, every point matters. It could, everything could change two games in. Um, well, just like it did last year, Shillington blew up and it will finish to, it will end up two games in because they're playing Colorado and Edmonton out of the gates. Yeah, so, uh, not, you know, yeah, Caudry's return and then do the not, do not try to take emotion out of this because that first 11 games, we nothing but high octane emotion. So I, I know it's different. And I know not a lot of people do it, but I, it's the right left balance. It was the number one thing. They've always done that. And, uh, that's just why like they they like the right it makes it so much easier to defend zone entries get pucks out and move it if you have two right hand shots you can make missed passes you can make misplays you can get pressured into turning the puck over when the balance is there it's good they have three left shots they have three right shots their three right shots are all top four defensemen if you if you need to shorten the bench in a pitch you can sit chillington and run four pairs of uh hannafin anderson Uyghur, uh Uyghur Tanev. you can do that Uyghurs used to playing as offside. I wouldn't do it every single day all the time. I'd spread the talent. So. Okay. Uh, Audie, who's your third pair? Uh, well, I, it's uh, Malosh. And, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Zadorov, Shillington. Um, uh, no, the inevitable Michael Stone signing. Yeah, Malosh and Stone. Um, no, Zadorov, Shillington is, uh, is what I had, just like the two lone soldiers left over. Um, I don't know. I feel like... Th- not that there's no rhyme, rhyme or reason behind it. I just kind of what we saw from Zadorov last year and, uh, you know, playing alongside good Brents and I know good Brents and then Shillington are not the same player, but um, maybe for Shillington's sake, playing alongside Zadorov kind of allows him to uh, be his more offensively driven self, uh, open up the ice a little bit, like maybe use his legs and his skating and his speed to, uh, to his advantage, we know that's kind of his uh, his bread and butter there. And, um, and I think probably probably if you're the coaching staff, you know, if if you don't want an S2, if if the thought process is if the doubts you have in your mind, folks, about Chillington are I don't know what he is away from Chris Tanev. The easiest way to do it is to move him away from Chris Tanev, and the easiest way to yeah. do it away from Chris Tanev is with the guy that's probably the most reliable, you know, bread and butter, meat and potatoes defender on the roster outside of town. Well, he's just going to play defense, right? Like that's, that's all Zadorov's going to do. He tries to move the pucks. Well, okay, but he, <laughs> he tries to move the pucks. He should up. just play defense. He um, should just try to play I, defense. I, I don't like either of them playing on their offside. That's my one criticism of it. I like the, the Uyghur can play off his side. That's fine. I don't trust one of them playing on their right hand. Sh- Shillington's never done it in North America. He did in Sweden. No. Zidorov did it a decent amount, but he did it a decent amount and he was playing with, uh, you know, some reliable players. So, I mean, I think what Sutter said, doing it a bunch and not having success doesn't do anything. You have to do it a bunch and find success to do it. So when he was doing it, he was on a bad team and he was not finding success. So I kind of discredit that a bit. Like everyone's like, yeah, he's played it offside, but I'm like, yeah, but he didn't play it and succeed like his numbers never turned out fantastic or well or, or he never really took a step forward in learning 
Last year, he had a great season on the left-hand side. I want to keep him there on that pair. You can still give him – you need to give Zadarov the one guy on the roster that needs the offensive zone starts is Zadarov. And he finds success. He had a great year last year doing that. He can defend off the rush really well, keep the slot clear. But when he's stuck in his own zone and can't get out is where his problems are. And put him, putting him on his offside, big, big issues for me. Now, he can prove me wrong. He's a good player. He's got more, he's more mobile than I ever gave him credit for, but he has to prove me wrong. Like, like I, I haven't seen that yet. I want him, I want him to, but I just, it's, it's the one thing that gives me the most concern. So, all right, gentlemen. And I think we Shane, your, your, your third pair is Zadarov Tanev. Zadarov Tanev. Okay. Uh, who's your kid? You guys, I, I have the flames carrying seven D cause I don't mm-hmm. like it when teams carry eight D it's weird. And I don't like it. They did it part of last year and I didn't like it the whole time. And then they threw Yusuf Alamaki in the minors and just everything made more sense. My seventh guy right now, my, I have Nick Malosh is my seven, but I I'm also assuming at some point that he turns into Michael stone because Michael stone is just an ageless wonder who will never go away fully. Uh, I assume that they either trade, wave, uh, put Valimaki on an ice flow or something. I don't think he's playing in the NHL for the Flames this coming season, at least not to begin the season. I'd love to be proven wrong because that means he had a great camp. But that's my – how about you guys? Who Do you have – who's your seven? I don't – I hope neither of you has an eight. Otherwise, we're going to have issues. <laughs> I didn't actually have a seven. I just went with the – The Lions. I just went with the Lions. But, yeah, it makes – you know, the whole Valimaki, I don't want to say failed experiment, but like, it's just, it's not working. Um, so he would not be my seven. If, I'd probably if, say Malosh. I, I would say, I would say this for you. So he needs to play. I mean, he, he, he lost a year and a half of the first three years of his of pro hockey. He needs to play. And mm-hmm. if he's going to play, he, you know, you're, you're it. The, the seventh spot is a, is kind of a shitty thing to place a, a 23 year old kid into bless his yeah. heart. I don't think Nick Malosh will be, have his development stymied by being the seven. I don't think like Michael Stone would probably tell you he would, you know, he'd be fine being the seven, you know, it's a tough gig. I think, you know, I think it's one of the more underrated things in hockey. I think, you know, the psychological aspect, the the always ready aspect of being a backup goalie or the seventh D or like that 13th forward where anytime somebody gets a cold or a hangnail or, you know, hit, gets hit by a puck and warm up, you're wondering, Oh God, do I got to go in? Where do I stand now? So things like that. But yeah, I, I think, uh, I think my seventh would vary depending on how it's lined up. If your third pair is that or indeed that or Shillington, I want a right hand shot there in case I need to sit one of them. Uh, if it lines up like mine, like all right, all left, I'd, I'd have Mackie there. I don't, I'm, I, I love you. So he's had, a, he had a massive injury to his legs. His mobility is not where he had two massive injuries yeah. to his legs. Yeah. So I, like, it's, it's like, we just saw it with Sean Monaghan. Well, Sean Monaghan's hips destroyed him. Uh, Yusuf Alamaki's legs have destroyed him. Like he was a fantastic prospect, still is, and and has the IQ and the smarts. But his it's the salary, right? Like he's getting one point five five. But all of these guys require waivers to go down, all of them. So do you think Mackey gets through waivers when there's other teams that might say, oh, you know, he's better than what we have, and you don't want to lose Connor Mackey because you know he used him last year. You had him as your seventh guy in the play or eighth guy in the playoffs because he had Stone, but you had him in the playoffs. He was on your team, not down in Stockton. So do you really want to lose him to waivers? Cause that is a actual threat here. I'll say this. I'll say, I love you, Connor Mackey. He was great for Stockton. I think he's going to have a very good season. A lot of teams have their own Connor Mackey. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. You, you, uh, you can you get a Connor Mackey on waivers? Yes, you can get a Connor Mackey on waivers. And like, do you, do you do you ever you guys? I know I have fans on Twitter. We love you. We don't mean this to be mean, but every time there's like the list of every time Renault sings the waiver hits on, uh, at noon. Yeah, and you look at the list and they go, I can't believe so and so cleared through waivers. Every team. Has that third? Has that the AHL player? The Kale yeah, Plague. Kale Plague. The, Kale you know, Plague. Like every every team it seems has their the guy. And honestly, if you're if you're if you're the Flames, if you're the Flames and you're looking at you know your your, your eighth or ninth defenseman in your rotation, and you go, oh, I could claim so and so off waivers, but we already have uh, Connor Mackey at home. There's why do you why would you bother? I think that that there's not a lot of waiver claims except for cases where you're like, man. There was a lot of NHL players in that team and they don't have enough room. If they're worried about it, they could take a page out of what the Kings did last year. Cause I, I was surprised Clegg went through well last year. He eventually went to the Habs. Um, he bounced around a bit, but they, they waved him early in camp, like way earlier than anyone would think. Well, everyone's still trying to figure out what their roster is. So if you truly want to save Val Mackey or Mackey, you could wave them very early into camp while everyone else still has a whole sneaky, roster trying sneaky. to figure it out and sneak yeah. them through. That, yeah. that's that's the thing now we're debating on six seventh d's here <laughs> like like it's not going to make this decision is going to make a break it unless yeah, it's, there's a ton and, of and, re, and, and folks just so you know how waivers works based, essentially how it boils down to is it's the does anyone want this piece of pizza before i have it kind of thing it's before i put it in the fridge yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's the if no one else wants this i'll take it kind of thing it's if you if you claim somebody, you got to keep them on your roster. That's you know who who was Eric Comrie kept going from team to team to team to team, who and he couldn't go down to the minors because if you claim a guy, you can't send him down without putting him back to waivers. Rich, Rich so, Peverly style, right? Like Rich Peverly yeah. was always good enough to be on an NHL team, but when the team got serious, they'd wave him, and then he'd go to Atlanta, and then he'd go to Boston, and then he moved around. Uh, oh, he Atlanta! I miss him. But we miss we miss the Thrashers. Yeah, what I don't miss team. the Thrashers. I miss Rich Peverly. <laughs> the Peverly Good old Hillbilly. boy. Peverly Hillbilly. Of course, you uh, got to mention your Ontario roots. Of course. Well, guys, you know, I always will. I'll get my legs in when I can. Do you, do you know what you won't <laughs> be putting on waivers? All you can eat ribs at Montana. Oh, what a transition. All, all you can eat rib fest continues <laughs> until September 12th. Uh, so while you're listening to this, there's only 11 days left before camp starts to get all you can eat ribs. So if, if you really love ribs, go down to Montana's, give them some money, give them some time and then bring an appetite because you don't have to be in to camp shape. Good. The three of us were never in camp shape. You no. don't need to be in shape for camp until the 21st. So you can go down there and just eat up a bunch of ribs. And then, you know, you got nine days to get back into shape or to get into something <laughs> resembling a shape. And as my father always says to me, remember, round is a shape too. So all you can eat ribs at, uh, at Montana's. Uh, remember, they also have the limited time big grill, big grill trio. Speaking of, we're going to get into forward lines, which are trios of their own. The big grill trio, four bones of in-house smoked pork back ribs, a fire grilled chicken breast, both sauce you're liking, and two grilled scrimp skewers brushed with a garlicky Cajun sauce served with your choice of sides. Montana's all-you-can-eat ribs. Remember, go down there, eat a bunch of ribs, and put put it up. If you get all saucy, put your uh, your your saucy mug is in your face, not your beverage, uh, <laughs> on on social media with the hashtag Get Montana's Messy. You can win prizes at the very least. You know you'll win just by showing up. The ability to eat a bunch of ribs. To, you get to eat yeah. the ribs, folks. 
Ribs are delicious. Oh, now ribs. The the big the big grilled trio is the first line for a lot of folks. It's the first line at Montana's until the twelfth of September. The Coyote Flames. I have this is this is where this is going to get interesting because I think we had a, a fair amount of consensus amongst the defense. We had completely consensus on the goaltending. I there's so many different ways they can go for the forward. So here's I'm going to start off because because uh, I'm directing traffic. So here's my first line. And I talked myself in and out of a couple of variations of this. Here's my first line. Jonathan Huberdeau, Elias Lindholm, Tyler Toffoli. That's my top three. Audi, how about you? I don't want to sound like a copycat. Like I was I, like, I hummed and hawed about this. I was like stressing out, just sitting down, trying to figure this thing out, put it together. But that's a good problem because, you know, there's a few different variations that we could, uh, we could talk about. But uh, I also went with Huberdeau, Lindholm, and Toffoli for my first line. But I was humming and hawing about possibly putting Mangiapane, uh up there yes. instead of Toffoli, and I'm sure Shane, being the uh, the different one of, out of the trio today, is probably going to tell me why I'm an idiot for not putting no. Mangiapane. But uh, why don't you why don't you tell us what you got? Well, you got the right hand center in. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, and Lindholm, right? Um, yeah, I'm going to be different. No. Oh. Different. Hey, there's Shocking. a couple different directions you can go with this, so I'm curious. I want, and this is no disrespect, because the Flames use four lines. 
the first and second line typically have the same amount of ice time unless they're trailing and forcing someone out. And again, you can always change it. I would like to see new addition Jonathan Huberto play with new addition Nazem Kadri. Um, two offensive guys, and you need a defensive guy on that line that typically shoots um, right-handed. We don't have that yet. There could be one coming. Um, <laughs> if Erod does sign with the Flames, he's you, used we, the Hey, 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 hey. We don't use nicknames. We don't use first names. Sorry. We don't know these people. Use, use full names, damn it. Evan Rodriguez. If he does <laughs> sign with the Flames, like rumored, he's used to playing high-level minutes with skilled players like Sidney Crosby. Uh, I would give that a trial run and you have three offensive guys. Uh, Kadri himself is a possession player. He, that's the kicker there. He likes to keep the puck. Huberto does have some defensive inefficiencies. So it's very tempting to staple him to Lindholm, but I want goals, man. And Huberto Kadri is. Kadri Ka- has gotten sulky votes in the past. He's not a bad defensive player. He is arguably the flames third best defensive center, but that's, I want that's like that, that's shot. that's not really a terrible place to be in. But okay, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't oh. care to put Blake like I would put Blake Coleman there if we don't get Evan Rodriguez. Blake Coleman can play. He's a defensive genius. The guy is always in position, and he could easily counteract. And he's he, it, here's the other thing people don't know. He's a two or three time twenty goal scorer. Guy has offense. Guy guy can do it. He was a little snake bitten there for like October November last year where he just couldn't put the puck in the net, and then it, then they started coming, and he ended up getting about sixteen. So. Coleman could do that as well, but I want a defensive player with him. And uh, like, you could call it one, a one B. I really don't care what you call that line. Cause, cause they, I honestly think they have the tools to build two top lines that can contend. Okay. If so, uh, just so, just so we can place ourselves in, in, in time as we're recording this on Wednesday evening, uh, Evan Rodriguez has been linked to the flames by a bunch of places. Elliot Friedman on 32 thoughts, thoughts said the flames have been on him. Uh, David Pagnotta of the fourth period, Greg Wazinski is ESPN. Uh, and you know, he's, he's represented by Darren Ferris who happens to be now some Cadre's agent. So there's definitely smoke there. Uh, it's not just something that we're tilting windmills are, are people with credibility are saying this, not just us. Uh, so Shane, Shane, how would you fit? You know, I believe the flames have, let me check my nine spreadsheets. Uh, I believe 2.1. I have the flames 2.136, but that involves them having zero extra forward. So this would be their third. This would be basically signing uh, Rodriguez as forward 13. And then they, so what, what, what kind of deal do you have him signing at? Like, well, 1.5, one okay. by 1.5. Like, it's not like he's, I, I think his agent knows what he is. His agent's the same agent as Kadri, Darren Ferris. And, and would the, if, if, would your, would your sales pitch, if you were Brad, you living, be, hey, come to Calgary and try to win a Stanley Cup with all these good players? Or we can pay you more I, than Pittsburgh can right now. And we still, and we genuinely have a shot to compete. Look at all the Stanley Cups that are on our roster right now that we've added. Go, go through the lineup and add them. Um, we oh, really God. Now I have to feet. get the spreadsheet out again. <laughs> no, uh, it's Kadri, it's Kadri one, with one, two. Coleman with two, uh, Toffoli with one, Boom. Lewis with one, and then they don't have any on the back end. But uh, a lot on forwards there. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I mixed it up. Um, I might mix it up because, I, I mean, right now I have my second line. I know I'm going to jump in early. Just, just do your second line now. Manage with Lindholm. And I believe who was it there? Because I have my third line. I know is what your first line guys on. Uh, who am I missing here? I'm losing Coleman. My 
No. Oh, yeah. Well, if, if they get Evan Rodriguez, then Coleman would be on the second line with uh, Lindholm and Madge Penn. Um, okay. Okay. In my mind. That's, so. that's my, honestly, that's uh, to, to butt in. That's kind of my second line right now. Yeah. I have, again, I, I, I kept, I kept flip-flopping in terms of my right wingers. Uh, you know, actually I had, uh, yeah, I had, I had uh, Majapani Kadri Coleman uh, that way. Like you have, you know, a couple like Coleman's a really, really good two-way player. Majapani is a really, really good two-way player. Kadri is a really, really good two-way player and kind of a pain in the ass. That seems like that line would suck to play against. Like that'd be the, you, you, you either score, you, you know, if one of the other lines scores a goal, you throw those guys out there to rub salt the wound for a minute and a half. See, see, I, I know Evan, I went with Evan Rodriguez because that's where all the rumors are. I want Sonny Milano. He's passing metrics are unreal from last year. It's not just everyone's like, well, it was Zegers. I'm like, well, Milano's passing metrics have nothing to do with Zegers. Zegers was open, but like the flames have tons of guys that can get open in space. I would rather have a second line of Milano, Lindholm, um, Mangiapane. Because Lindholm and Manchapani are pure shooters, and Milano, specifically from last year, his passing statistics were off the charts. So having a guy like him that could feed those two guys the puck, I would absolutely love. And that would put Coleman up top with Kadri and Huberto. So I, I personally prefer Milano. Um, I, I understand Evan Rodriguez holds his uh, stick the way that most people want, the right way. You know, the right way, yeah. but I'm... T- <laughs> Um, but, he's right-handed uh, is the joke. He's, he's yes, right-handed. Yes. Uh, but, uh, I, I think personally, if you get Milano and you can give him dishing the puck to both Lindholm, who has the best shot on the team, I don't care anyone. Lindholm still has the best shot on the team and Manjapani, who's an absolute crease monster. I think that's highly beneficial to the team. So same thing. One by 1.5, there's not much money left on the table. There's league not much wide. money left on the table anywhere. Like, yeah, league wide. So, but and so I, 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 what do you thought for your second line? Oh, I got the same as Pike. Like, I'm just gonna. I'll bet you we got the the same damn lineup here. Um, Coleman, Kadri, and Mangiapane. But back to your point. What what's your first line then? If it's Milano, it's Milano. So it'd be Milano, Lindholm, Mangiapane. Mangi on the right because he's done that before. Played his offside, but Milano also has done that. So you could swip swap depending. But my first line would be Huberto, Kadri, Coleman. Just trying to piece it all together here. It's friggin'. Yeah, and my third line's different than you guys too. So I told like you, my trying to, I'm trying to place it all okay. together and make okay. sense of it. But. My, I'll, I'll butt in because my, th- my third line, I have two variations of my third line. And it depends on how likely it is that uh, Jacob Pelche makes the team. If, Pe- if Pelche, if you if you love Pelche, you think Pelche is ready to go, then I do Pelche, Backlund, Dubé because that way you have like Dubé is a real good four checker. Pelche is good at everything, and Backlund is Backlund. If the idea is you want to give, you know, Dubé hasn't really had a well defined role, so I think giving him that sort of third line tough minute shutdown role with Backlund it gives him a role and gives him a safety blanket because Backlund's just good at everything. Uh, everything he can't bury the puck god bless him he he has you know he's absolutely snake but the last couple of years percentage wise but he's just good at what he does very good at what he does and if the idea is you want to transition pelche into an nhl role you put him with your safety blanket and i think that would work uh if you're thinking he's 21 and will daryl sutter fall in love with him in camp what if he doesn't fall in love with the camp what if his camp is just fine uh, because the last couple of summers you know the plays had a few a few years where you know they had 
some PTO guys in camp that ended up like, oh, Christopher Steed got a Flames gig because they went into that summer going, oh, maybe one of the kids will step up. And none of the kids stepped up, so they signed Christopher Steeg instead. I have uh, Evan Rodriguez as their Christopher Steeg uh, in the sense that I don't think he'll be a PTO. And I think they sign him. Uh, or I think they're, you know, if they, I think they want to sign him. I think they probably will try to sign him. It depends on the money. But, you know, if the idea is you have like a Dubé, Backland, Rodriguez third line, it's a good, tough minutes, pain in the ass third line. And pretty much everybody on that line, if somebody above them gets hurt, maybe you just want to say it's the third period of a tie game. Guys aren't clicking, screw it, mix it up. You can pretty much put any of those guys with anyone above them and have it click. And I think that and honestly, that's that might be the argument against having Pelche on the team, given that you know the Flames are going to be a team that wants to win a Stanley Cup this year. Spoilers: uh, they think they have a good enough team to win a Stanley Cup. They've been telling the new acquisitions when they've been trying to get them to sign, "Please come to Calgary and try to win a Stanley Cup. It'll be really fun, and uh, people will buy you beers and high five you and stuff. It'll be awesome. People will be wearing red sweaters. It'll be in such, a, such a cool a party." Statue put outside. <laughs> yeah, but if if the idea is like that, one of the arguments. You know, we had this, we had, the, we did a whole, the, the Matthew Phillips not being in NHL was a whole thing last year. The argument against putting a 20 to 20, a, a rookie with no NHL experience in the NHL sight unseen is that, do you really want these kids to be screwed up by being the reason the Flames don't win the Stanley Cup? And granted, there's never one reason why the Flames don't win the Stanley Cup. In 2004, it was any number of reasons. Main reason was they simply didn't have any defensemen who could play in the NHL beyond three guys who were terribly injured and three guys that were just slightly less injured. So, shocker, you can't beat Tampa Bay with a bunch of injured defensemen who were playing above their above their skis. But I, I would go, I would go with you know, if if gun to my head, I'd probably go spend million five, sign Rodriguez give Pelche the ability to steal a spot, but don't force him into it. And Mm -hmm. then you have the ability to like, I, you know, Shane, you talked about uh, Rodriguez already. He's like a Paul Byron. Paul Byron is so, he was before Paul Byron really got hit by injuries in Montreal. Montreal loved Paul Byron because you could put him anywhere with anybody in any situation. Yeah. Thousand breakaways. Yeah. He was, I mean, he's a Swiss army knife. And the idea being, uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael Froelich was what, uh, you know, I think uh, a, a couple of coaches refer to him as a line fixer. You can put, just put him with whoever and he'll fill in the gaps wherever you need him to. And I think that's kind of what the flames would see in Evan Rodriguez if they wanted to sign him, which I believe they do based on all the Intel we're hearing. Uh, but that's, that's my third line. Pelche is my, I guess, plan B. Like if, if you can't find anybody else and, or you really think he's ready, you force him in there. But I also think they have enough guys below the fourth below the third line of the rotation that if you if you have like say if Ruzichka or Pelche whoever comes in I don't think you'd lose sleep over parking any of your fourth liners to play one of those guys somewhere so but yeah it depends uh, I I truly think the fourth line has a different job and a different identity than the rest of them um my my third I think Audie you said your third was the same as Pikes was it or yeah that's why I chuckled when he said it yeah so mine is yeah. Dubé Backlund to Foley and if you need to sit Dubé for inconsistencies and plug Pelche in there who better to play him with than Backlund into Foley 
Like, like Backlund, we know for sure, but you throw in. I, I don't want Pelche as a, you plug him in guy. He either I, he has a set role or he's no, like a front. call up for injury or something like that. I'm not saying like, he's going to sit on the bench. Like he's either going to be playing in Stockton or playing in Calgary. There's no bench time. For He'll him. be playing in Calgary either way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not he's, hard to call see, up. There. And this, this is why we got into the argument on Twitter the other day about acronyms and uh, abbreviations. The idea being like, he's either playing in Calgary or he's playing in Calgary shit that doesn't really work at all so but but that's why Dubé Dubé is the most inconsistent forward of the group so far and in terms of I he has it I've seen it you don't score seven games in a row in the NHL remember remember the goals he scores against Dallas yeah he scores the one of my favorite protect your body drive the net go around and tuck it in like that's a highlight all-star goal he has it he needs to find it on a regular basis and it's time. It's time, Dubé. You're in that. You need to. But uh, but he's my third line with with the two guys that I think can help him out the most because Toffoli does have the speed issues a bit, but he can get the puck off the wall. That's the one thing he does. And Daryl will tell you, no one gets the puck off the wall and into open space better than Tyler Toffoli. Really good at it. And Dubé's good at being open but and being on the forecheck, being the first guy in. So like all of my lines are built with some, who's going to forecheck, who's going to pass, who's going to score. Those, those are kind of what Manjapani will forecheck on the second line. Coleman can forecheck on the first line. Kadri is a possession beast. There's no shy to, to forecheck as well. Yeah. I, I, was, just waiting, I was just waiting for somebody to have 88, uh, 91 and uh, 73, just because they're high numbers. Cause that's just, that's just fun. That I think mean, we might see that at some point. We could, but, but, but then that gives me a top nine. All of them can score. If for some reason they don't sign anybody, well, then Pelche can play with Backlund to Foley um, or Backlund and Dubé. To Foley can move up and then you just, you, you line shuffle and fill the holes the way you need to fill the holes, depending. I like we're, this is all assuming they're going to sign another top nine forward and Pelche will play top line minutes and for the Wranglers. There, that, no confusion if I say that. <laughs> Top line minutes for the Wranglers. Top so, line, top line minutes in Calgary. You heard it here first. Shane Stevenson of Flames Nation proclaims that Pelche will play top line minutes in Calgary. It'll yeah. happen. It'll happen. <laughs> Rake him over the coals. Okay, uh, my fourth line is whoever's left. I and that's kind of what it's been the last couple of years. But they sort of have an identity. I think uh, Rooney between Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis. I really liked Trevor Lewis last year. I, I thought mm-hmm. Trevor, I think ideally, ideally, uh, Rizicka has a good camp, and then maybe he's your, you know, him and Rooney. And I, I'd say, like, I'll say this you probably don't want Milan Lucic playing 82 games. So he's just, you know, bless his heart. He's given the Flames a lot of good hockey, but he's, he's getting on. And I think you want to, if you get maybe, let's say you, get, you aim to get 60 good games out of him. And then you do some load management there. Uh, Trevor Lewis, maybe the same kind of thing. You, you know, he played every game last year. Maybe you don't want him to play every yeah, game. He's going to be turning 36 at some point. So too. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the idea so. is you, you use like Rooney can play all over the place. Uh, Rizicka can play all over the place. Uh, they have, you know, a bunch of guys on the farm who would be passable, you know, fourth line candidates. Uh, Walker door, I think is completely adequate as a, as a, 14th guy but he also you can just tuck him away in the minors because he doesn't need waivers so i i i would say i would say my some combination on any given night of uh lucic ruzicka rooney 
Lewis mix and match. I thought I thought Rizichka when he was with Lewis and Lucic, it worked pretty well because you have you know a few bigger guys. I think they need to get Rizichka to be a bit more of a crash and bang guy. I'd say I, I'd have the same problem. Yeah, same control thing. the play. Use your size and control. I would. The I would say. I would say. I would say yeah. the same thing about him as I said about uh, you know they, they tried using Mark Jankowski in sort of that third fourth line role. And the problem with Mark Jankowski is big dude doesn't play big like he sort of no, you, you need to have somebody willing to be the bull in the china shop and lewis great four checker not a big dude but willing to go in there and sort of wreck things up uh you can basically see the the freight train that is milan lucic start getting going from the from the center line and be, you know go into the zone and he doesn't know when he's going to stop but I love Luch, it man. works it, you know it, it works it'll work for 60 games this year and people will, will chant luch really loudly it'll be really fun but yeah, that's, that's sort of my fourth line, sort of the, the odds and sods for lack of a better term. And I think just the idea that, okay, boys, you're getting 12 minutes a night, go wreck shit up. I think that was their identity last year. Uh, basically, you know, the, the idea being that the other three lines would be playing possession hockey, just wearing them down with, with skill and finesse and poise. And these guys just come in and be like, okay, just wreck shit up, just crash into guys, make them know you're on the ice and make them hate you a little bit and then get the hell off the ice and try not to get scored on. Uh, Rizich is going to require waivers if he when not if when they sign he's going to require waivers to go down right and that's someone that I wouldn't want to lose on waivers like like we we joke about losing the seventh eighth D but like I don't want to lose the six foot four center that has really good scoring touch I'm sorry that's that's something that doesn't get built every day Um, I love Raz I would rather him fill in in top nine roles preferably he's got more of an offensive touch I don't want him shackled and steered into a fourth line role but we've seen, i think the coach the coach thinks the same thing too yeah, yeah. matt it, it worked for magipani though like magipani yeah, yeah. got in on the fourth line played his role well with Derek ryan and garnet hathaway and then it turned into more opportunities so if rizichka is willing to do that and do the dirty things i love having milan lucic on our team he does what he he chips the puck out doesn't turn it over at the blue lines gets the puck deep, doesn't turn it over at the blue line and plays north-south, simple, base hockey. He's not going to get you more than 20, 25 points, but that's, we, he's, he's been what he's going to be. He's going to be what he's been the last two, three years, in my personal opinion. He's going to hit hard, be a presence, and try to minimize the amount of mistakes made while he's on the ice. And he's going to help the other guys and the young guys do the same thing. So I, I but, think- but, 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 but wouldn't you rather have James Neal? Ego. He just walked you out of the room in disgust. That's fantastic. Uh, Dramatic door slam. That's I can't fantastic. play him. Oh, he's ba- where did you oh. come from? He has a ma- he's magic. He has a side door. I'm not telling you. Ryan. <laughs> I was like, so confused there. Audie, who's your fourth line uh, as we recover from his from the true? This is we're recording this on the 16th birthday of the it's magic. The magic of Nilsen. the Guy Fieri fire shirt, Audie. It's it's the magic. I, yeah, we're recording Jeez. this on the on the the birthday of the magic man, Kent Nilsson, and of course we're in the presence of the true magic man, Shane Stevenson doing magic tricks during the podcast. Lottie, who's your fourth I'm, line? I'm speechless. Um, Lucic, Rooney, Lewis. Uh, I kind of hummed and hawed about Ruzichka too, but I just keep having this, like I, I just hear little Pat Steinberg in my head telling me that Ruzichka is not going to play on the fourth line uh, with Daryl Sutter as the head coach. So I kind of elected to just let him play in, I was going to say Stockton, in other Calgary. Um, Anglers. 
Rang the the Rang crew. CG dub. C G W. Um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I don't want to lose him either. So that's kind of like back to whole Shane's whole thing about losing him on losing him on waivers uh and having him not play every night is like kind of just seems redundant too. He's in um, he's in he's in uh what's it called? Purgatory. Yeah, he's right stuck. Now. He's stuck, he's, which sucks he's, because the, he's the problem for him is for the A. The problem he's, is he had that breakthrough year in the third of his ELC rather than a second. If you look at some of the guys who made it, Dubay's breakthrough was his second year, Manjapani's was his second year, uh Anderson second, like a lot of the guys who broke through. So by the time the entry level deal was done, you're like, Yeah, okay, probably an NHLer. Sign him, don't put him through waivers, give him a chance to sort of carve out a role. Uh, I, I I also think, though, if we're playing this game for centers, look at the flame centers. You have, you know, uh, Elias Lindholm is on the right side of 30, but you have Kadri north of 30, dealt with injuries last year, Backland well north of 30, absolutely lucky the last few years with injuries, but historically just has terrible luck. Thankfully, it's turned around for him. But if the idea is that you have – two guys in your top three centers who are north of 30 and, and maybe injury concerns, or, you know, maybe they just have you, you, they've had the benefit of good luck with their centers in the last few years. You have the ability to, you know, to elevate Rizichka from the fourth line or from wherever you have him and put him in your top nine. And not I don't think they're going to, I don't think it'd be a tremendous drop-off. I think, you know, you'd rather have him as your third line center in a pinch than Kevin Rooney. Bless your heart, mm-hmm. Kevin Rooney. We don't know why you're making the money you're making, but Good for you. Uh, good agent. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I, it's a good agent. And I, and I would say, like, just just for if we're playing the hypotheticals game, for, I assume they're going to carry 13, 14 forwards, at least 13. And the then, other thing is, last year they had hardly any injuries. Like, like I'm not going to knock on wood. Everyone can curse me all they want. They're going to suffer more man games lost this year. Like, there's no way they can't. There's no way they can't. So having the guy that can plug in anywhere in the top nine in Rizichka there, like he played, what, 33 games last year? I actually would envision he's going to play more. Like yeah. he said, 60 games of Lucic, 60 games of Lewis. That's 40 games for Rez right there. Yeah. So, you know, not everyone's – even Rooney. Rooney's never played a full season, I don't think. Has he? He's played know. some, but he's been sort of been – He's, He's been a squad fill guy. He 41, 49, 54, and then 61 last and, year. So and I think, I think if you want to have between the age of Lewis and Lucic and the who knows what he is at the NHL level of Rooney, and to be honest, the who knows what he is at the NHL level of, of Rizicka, I think you can get a, some pretty good internal competition amongst those four guys for three spots and have them – you know, pushing each other all year. And I think, you know, if the idea is you don't want the fourth line to be a shift off for the other team, that might be the best way to do it. Well, and then it keeps uh, players, the younger guys up front, Dubé, right? Like Dubé can't slouch, buddy. You can't slouch. There's guys winning in the wings to take your job. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm sorry, you have to t- keep taking the steps if you want to keep your roster spot. There's there's and a few just, guys waiting in the wings to take a spot. And one, one, of the, one, one of them might be might be signing in March. One of the, one of the, yeah, exactly. Not a, <laughs> um, one of the uh, things Johnny said when he was talking about Sutter is he, well, his favorite things is he treats everyone the same. Your ex- expectations are your expectations. I don't care if you make 10 million. I don't care if you make 750,000. Your expectations are the same. And there are people down there waiting to take your spot at the pros. You have to bring it every night. And on a team that has Stanley cup aspirations, you especially have to bring it every night. 
There's 164 points in a season. Every time you lose, you go up to the board, you erase the 164, you put the 162 because you need over 100 to to be make the playoffs and be competitive, really. If you don't want to, what did he say, waste to eight days? You don't want to waste to eight days <laughs> this year either. So that's only 60 points. That's only 30. Do, do, you, do you know how you become another team's waste of eight days? By having that mentality of exactly why the hell can't they get 82 wins? Why, why is it, why are they settling for hundred points, 120 points? That's the mentality you have to have. Cause otherwise, you know, if you, if it's, it's the, I, th- I think there's some Ricky Bobby and, uh, and Daryl Sutter in his DNA. And I love, you know, that's, I think that's, I think that's why Daryl's been so good because he doesn't want his team to be satisfied with finishing first or finishing, you know, Oh, just first in the division or just first in the conference or something. I, I don't care how this roster is made up. If Daryl's coaching it, they have playoff, they have playoff aspirations, whether it Calgary's off season went way better than we, any of us ever expected it to. And, but even if it didn't, even if it ended up turmoily, I'd still think Calgary had, it would have had a shot at a wild card next year, just because Daryl is the coach. I believe in him that much. So I think they were going to have to win a lot of two, one games. Now I think they win a few three, one games. Yeah, there you go. You got that extra goal. You got that little extra goal, but that's, that's what you need. Sometimes okay, gentlemen. The difference in the playoffs is five, six goals in a year. Let's play. Let's play a little game before we sign off a player who is not on the four lines, three pairings, two goalies that you trotted out today that you think spend some time with the flames. And by, I don't mean the Dustin Wolf dressed for two games. So he spent time with the flames. I mean, someone you suspect will play official NHL games for the flames on the score sheet and everything that isn't, isn't currently on your season opening projected roster. Do they, do they have to be in Calgary's system? Yeah. Well, be creative. I don't care. Be creative. I, d- I think in Calgary systems easier, but if you want to <laughs> be bold, saying, like, did you if you want to be bold outside the box, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Just to just throw things oh. out there. I think we see Connor Zary at some point this year. Ooh, I like that. I like that. He's going to he be was, your top guy. He, he had a, a tough start to last season. They really like him in his draft year. He's really smart. He's really toolsy. He broke a bone in his foot, blocking a shot during a prospect camp game he had terrible luck uh, and then he just worked his way back he he was he had no camp he was basically a month behind everybody else everybody else got to got to beat the teachers got to get their books and their class schedule and he came in late and had to play catch up and from everything i'm hearing from the from the development staff and from the the coaching staff in stockton slash the wranglers he was real good. He was, he, by the, by the last third of the season, he was one of Stockton's most consistent and consistently good players. And I suspect if he, if he comes out uh, of the gates with the same momentum, he ended the season with, I think it's going to be hard to keep him down in the farm for too long without getting a look-see. Adi? Yeah, I, um, I'm going to stick with the, in the system because I don't really want to venture too, uh, too far outside the box here. Um, this is more so a wants, I think, than than what I think. But like you know, crazier things have happened. Uh, I want to go with Maddie Phillips. Um, Shane, you're smirking. You know he's my guy. I know, uh, I know. the old Barnabruner days, eh? Yeah, he's 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 just well, he's a good dude, first of all. But yeah. like, he's good also a good kid. He's a good dude who deserves a chance, I think. And I know that everybody alludes to the size and oh, he's not a Daryl guy and 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 this that and the other. Said all that about Johnny Gaudreau. I was going to say a lot of people said the same thing about Johnny Gaudreau when uh, when when Daryl Sutter was brought in, 
and we saw a different side of Johnny Goudreau that I don't think anybody really expected to see. That's so, ever, yeah. you know, he does, he works miracles on people. Does that Daryl Sutter. So I don't know. I, I'm more so hopeful. I, I, I just for his sake, I want to see it for um, not, not to say he wouldn't be successful, but you know, I just, I, I want to see him have a shot and uh, you know, I kind of hope that this is the year that he finally gets one. There is a 14th forward slot open. Um, preferably if you're going to have Razich could be your top nine replacement. You'd like to see a bottom four replacement. The popular pick would probably be Walker Dewar, but I would not be surprised if we saw Ben Jones play games at the NHL level. He did last year. He's not, you're not going to stunt his development by leaving him on the bench too crazy. He's not really projected as more than a bottom six guy. Uh, he can take base offs. If there's someone if someone gets hurt and they need someone to come up and take face-offs, uh, maybe Ben Jones. I know you said one, but the guy I think will play more of a role and surprise everyone this year is Cole Schwint. I think Cole Schwint is unreal. I think he, the kicker is his face-off percentage. Cole Schwint wins face-offs at a very, very high rate. And statistically at the NHL level, if you, if you read the face-off reports, it really doesn't matter. But if you tell a coach, they're going to tell you it matters. So the guy, he's a right-hand shot, which is rare. And if you need a fourth-line face-off win, you could send out – there's there's plenty of players currently in existence worse at face-offs than Cole Schwinn. So um, he played two games last year. He got 20 goals. If he starts killing it in the AHL, he's point He, he game played two games through. last year when uh, everyone in Florida had COVID. Play three. I, I still think I still think he he's better than a lot of people are giving him credit for, and uh, he's 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 round he's more rounded. His defensive game's better along than most people are at his age. So that's that's the kicker. So, but yeah, Ben Jones, like those two guys they brought in, that's those are the two guys that I think could play more than a spot start and actually stick around because you're not worried about their development. Well, specifically Jones, you're not worried about his development too much. I, I like keeping Michael Stone in the press box for 40 games. Could have said Stone, too. <laughs> 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 said, no one <laughs> believes that Michael Stone won't be a Calgary flame. Like Michael, my, Stone, I, here, the, Michael Stone and Brett Ritchie, until they sign somewhere else, I'm just assuming they're just hanging around the Saddle Dome. Just they well, have a Brett, stall ready for them. Brett Ritchie is inevitable. I'm in a group chat. They'll understand it. Brett Ritchie is inevitable. It's, uh, it's, it's going to happen. I like Brett Ritchie. Brett Ritchie's metrics are unreal. And no one will tell me he's useful, but I, I, Brett Ritchie's possession metrics last year were one of the best on the team. So you can't tell me that he was completely useless. Uh, yeah, he can't score, but the puck was in the other end a lot more than it was in his own. If, if, if the NHL is a show, a Broadway show, not everyone can be playing Alexander Hamilton. Someone's or... got to play the tree. Yeah. No, no one can be, you know, everyone can be Hamilton or Burr. Some people need to be the chorus. And if you have a good chorus, everything clicks. If someone in your chorus is shitty, it's just, you know, your mm-hmm. whole, t- the whole mix isn't as good. So, you know, Brett Ritchie is a completely adequate chorus player. He's, you know, you throw him in there. He has your reasonable minutes. He doesn't impress. He doesn't disappoint. He's fine. He's, he's a he's chorus. Inevitable. He's a tree. He's <laughs> and I think that'll he's do tree. it. That'll I do nothing it for wrong. Him. You need to have the trees or the trees aren't there. <laughs> A happy little tree. The tree that throws apples in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think that'll do it for Flavor <laughs> Radio. And before we get weirder. As <laughs> always, uh, we're brought to you by Montana's DoorDash, Eau Claire Distillery.
Thank you for your support. Thanks for listening, guys. For Shane, for Audie, I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.